that that they also want. Can you turn can you turn that up? <laughs> the stopwatch. Have you got have you has anybody ever heard anyone call me while we're recording? Like nobody gives a shit about me. <laughs> call me. My my wife's like, "Oh, he's not home yet? I didn't notice." <laughs> Just kidding, babe. The ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the views or opinions of any current or previous employers. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. I am sorry it's been so long. Jason and I actually have jobs, so things have been crazy. Anyway, today we've got kind of a a special episode We have a gentleman who reached out to us and asked us for some advice. He is building homes out on the West Coast, so we wanted to jump on the phone with him, talk to him a little bit about the issues he's having, see if we could offer him some advice, and it dawned on me, he actually did an entire podcast on this subject. So what I've done is I've recorded a portion of the phone call that we took with Jason and I with uh, this gentleman, and I took a, a large excerpt from one of our previous podcasts on dealing with clients. Uh, difficult clients in particular. The issue that this gentleman is having is is twofold. He's got an issue with a client who's being very difficult, and he's got an issue with his manager who's not backing him up. And that is a uh, that's a recipe for for stress for sure. So the first portion of this podcast is the actual phone conversation that Jason and I had with this individual, him telling his story and us trying to give him some advice on what to do. Then the second half is Jason and I go a little more in depth into dealing with customers and dealing with managers and just dealing with people in general. The whole thing runs about 35 minutes. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with regular uh, podcasts here real soon. As always, check out BuilderTactics.com. There's tons of information on there. You can download the manual. There's a ton of information in the manual for sure. Go to support the show. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Why don't you tell us what, what's been going on? Oh, man, where to start? Um, so I guess we're... First, before you start, why don't you tell us like what you do and like where you're at? That's sort of Residential home builders have been doing business in for close to 25, 30 years now. Um, and right now I'm a project superintendent for them. Um, handling one of the communities that they got going. We've got about 14 communities throughout the city, and uh, we usually do about anywhere between five and a half to 600 houses a year. And then, uh, so we are a production builder. So let's 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 jump ahead a little bit. So you were, you said you were, so you reached out and you said that you had, I guess you had two issues, right? So you had one with a homeowner, and then you had one with your boss. Yeah. So talk to us about the homeowner. What's going on with them? It's one of those where... You have to set expectations right off the jump, right? Yeah. Um, home start conference for me, well, you know, or a pre-con meeting, some people call them that. That would take more, you know, anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours for me. Sure. Um, this one took five hours. Took five hours. Um, and it wasn't because of the number of selections that she had in there. It was just she couldn't make up her mind with anything. She could. She kept trying to change things. She couldn't remember what she selected at the design studio. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So. Um, but right off the bat, she was already trying to make a bunch of changes and stuff. And we have a pretty set thing that once you, once you make your selections, that's it. We're not changing anything unless it's something got discontinued or whatever. Fast forward, we get into start working on her house and 
all of a sudden she just wants to start trying to play project manager on it and everything is wrong. We don't know what we're doing. She was worried about electrical locations before we even started framing the house. So she was going out there and taking pictures of other houses that were other models of hers in other neighborhoods and saying, I want it here, I want it there. Once we got to the electrical portion, um, she went through and basically put a piece of tape on every outlet and every light fixture in there saying, move this four inches, move this another stud bay over, um, all that stuff. And she clearly doesn't have any um, comprehension of building code, you know, or or layout or anything like that. So there was a lot of stuff that we had to tell her that I right off the jump was telling her, no, this is exactly where it's supposed to be. We've caught her several times in contradictory uh, contradictory emails and phone calls to where she told us she wanted something one place, sent an email showing it in another location, and then when we met her on site, it was in a third location that she wanted it. So, hey, let me um, let me stop it. Did she? I mean, did she have like a bad experience with another builder? Do you know? No, no, and that was the one thing is this is her first. Um, this isn't her first time building a home, but she didn't have a bad experience with the last one that she built. Was it a custom so, home? Uh, I bet you the home builder did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, look, we've all been we've all been doing this for a minute here, you know, and right. all of us have lived through, you know, some sort of a overzealous, you know, very detail oriented, and usually a small amount of education that goes along with that too you know i feel like there's a ton of different techniques so i kind of want to hear what like where you're at in the process and stuff i mean i don't know do you want us to weigh in on what we would do or i mean well, i feel like so, every situation is a little different yeah right well every, every in every situation yeah, i agree 100 percent. every situation is different the problem that we've had with this lady is myself the sales staff um, we've all been on the same sheet of music the whole time. And we're like, we need to tell her no, because she's one of those, you give her an inch, she's going to take a mile and she's going to continue right. down that road. Yep. Um, and what she's doing is she's comparing her house to a model that is under a different plan revision. So a lot of things have changed. Yeah. She thinks she's getting this model that's up there and she's not. And we're having to go back and, um, and that's where things get um, convoluted. And that's where I'm having the issues with, you know, my, basically my boss and it's, because he's got the mindset, just give her what she wants to make her happy because they all know and know and darn yeah. well, we're probably not going to get a good survey out of this one because she's so upset that everything has to keep being redone. But that's all because she's complaining about it. It doesn't look like the model. We've already told her that it's a new plan revision. But then my bosses are coming in and are just saying, just make her happy. There's not enough money or lumber in this world to make this woman happy. It, it, they probably so, just want you to make uh, her happy so they don't have to deal with her. If I had to guess. Well, and that's the yeah. thing. Well, and and that, and that's the thing is they've met on site with her before, and it, that's the, that's always the easy answer, right? When you get there, because um, my boss is a he's a construction manager, so he's like, he'll come out and he'll be like, oh, just give it to her, just do this, and I try and give him a backstory on it. Doesn't really want to hear it. He's just like, just do it. That's what we're wanting to do right uh, um and the the sad thing is, is i've got one house going across the street that is exactly like hers and five others that are up the street and my fear is like so now i'm going to get a homeowner and it's going to come up and be like how come mine doesn't look like hers yeah dude of course that's what's going to so, happen so what i would do what i would do if i was you is and this is something that i insist that my guys do for me so that i can take the weight off their shoulders because this problem happens from time to time with difficult customers 
I I would say make a list of the things that they've requested. Note in an email, like document it, that you're going to go and, you know, you need permission from your boss to do these 26 things. And, you know, so that it's clearly delineated that you have a plan that shows A, these 26 six things they want B, and we're going to do them provided that my boss gives me the thumbs up. And that way, at least, because, you know, look, your goal here is to get out of there, get the house done at a high level and try to keep them happy. And if that's the only way you can do it and someone's giving you permission, I mean, it's not your company. You know, you you, you don't want to lose sleep over this at night. I would just cover your ass by getting permission in writing. That's a good idea. Okay. So what's the deal with your boss? That He's would just, be my biggest suggestion. Is, is your boss just... Uh... You feel like he's just under, undermining you every every step of the way instead of backing you up? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's like I'll, I'll, I'll tell the homeowner no. She gets, she's not happy with the answer. She wants to speak to somebody else. It goes to him. And he doesn't even look into it. He doesn't even really listen to what you have to say. He's just like, oh, just just make her happy. Give her what she wants. And all of the, all of the neighborhoods that he's in charge of are all the ones with – you know, our houses start at 500,000 and hit almost 1.2 million mm-hmm. in these neighborhoods. And it's, you know, and they always, they always preach, well, it's the price point. These people are paying a lot of money for the house. It's, it's, like, it's not the price point. They, right. And I'm like, you know what I said? Uh, so I deal with same homeowners at a lower price point in the other neighborhoods. Uh, we don't give them what they want. So why are these guys getting, you know, I, I, they're not building a custom, they're not building a custom home. It's a production builder. You know, so it's like if I'm I'm giving these set of plans on this job information sheet that says you're gonna you're, this is what goes in the house and this is the model that goes in, and I build it to that. But basically, they're saying if they complain, we can just give them what they want because they're basically they're trying to buy a survey. Yeah, dude, that's it. In, in so, my opinion, here, here's what I think happened. I mean, and I don't—I wasn't there. I don't know the sales manager, but it sounds like, and I'm—you know—you've heard Jason and I talk about setting expectations. But man, if you yes. build, if you have specs that don't match your model, it is so important to walk those homeowners through and say, "This—you are not getting this. This is not representative of what you're getting." Like, you know, we we have like model um, disclaimers that say. You know, hung right. right on the wall that say, you're not getting this. We're building to this, blah, blah, blah. If you want this, you got to pay for it. You know, I don't know if those options are, are available through your company to, to be purchased. If they are, I'd say, no problem. We'll do this for you. Here's the price um, so that you're recouping that 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 cash. Um, but, man, it sounds like right. the expectation with this homeowner either wasn't clear from your sales manager or she just wasn't listening. You know, either way. I I also like a uh, no yes no sandwich uh, for lots of items when we have a difficult scenario. Some of those items on there are probably pretty legit. They see them, they think they're going to get them. They're surprised when they don't get them. Yeah. And some of them are probably fishing to try and get something extra. And you're not going to be able to say yes to everything. Like you said, some of those items might not even be possible. Um, so I would say put the list together. Get it to your boss. Explain the challenges with the requests that they've made. Maybe even include costs on there and then ask for an approval. I think that just – look, for the sake of you and your workload, 
like you got to get through this house and various other homes and the only way you're going to be able to to do it is to get it done and it sounds like you've got you know a number of items you're probably going to need permission to spend money and you don't want to be the bad guy at the end of the day once the accountants get the hold of it right yeah I guess I guess what my question, my overall question would be is what would you guys do in my situation knowing that you still got, you know, fifty seven or fifty six more homes to build well, here, um, in this neighborhood with 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 this manager, knowing that you're gonna probably out of maybe those fifty six we may have three or four that are going to be just like this person. Dude, how do I, how do I set myself up for success knowing that I'm going to get my legs kicked out from underneath? <laughs> Dude, I, I think you need to sit down with your manager and tell them. I mean, that's a, that's the one thing that people just don't do. You know, I think I, I had a manager a while ago that was so honest. You know, I learned a lot from him because, you know, people be pushing, you know, they would like kind of pussyfoot around things and they'd be like, well, you know, they go to start telling them what happened, but then they would kind of sugarcoat it because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I think you need to sit down with your manager and say, hey, here's what happened. Here's the result. And I feel like you, you know, you undermined me in front of that homeowner and took all my authority away. I, if I come to you with something, I need you to back me up. And, you know, maybe they will, maybe they won't. Maybe they'll tell you they will. I mean, I don't know who your manager is, but if they're any kind of a leader... They're going to they're gonna respect you for bringing it to them, and hopefully the next time it happens, they're going to back you up because they don't want you to come to them again and say, hey, man, you didn't back me up. I mean, I don't know, man. I think I think you got to be honest with your manager and just tell them what happened. I, I like that idea. I think that also, yeah. you know, bringing up in conversation and the idea that you're worried about the next 50 homes and that if you set a precedent now – especially with a lady who's already gotten in everybody's head. Like, how do I prevent this from happening in the future? And I'd say put some of that onus back on your manager too. Like, hey, boss, you set me up here. Like, I want to do good. Show me how to do good. How are we going to prevent this in the, in the future? Yeah. And just kind of put it back on right. him. I think that's probably a good plan. At least alleviates you from, from, you know, being the reason why this extra money was spent or this plan was deviated from. Hey, and, and if I can give you a little right. bit more advice, I would write it down first so that you don't leave anything out. So if you if you set up a meeting with this manager, write all your thoughts down on a piece of paper. And when you're sitting there with them, go line item by line item. Because what happens is people forget certain aspects or they get sidetracked because, you know, it gets heated or people, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or vice versa. But if you write it all down, you're methodical about it. A, you're going to get all your thoughts out. Everything's going to be known. And then after the meeting, I would follow it up with an email. Thanks for taking the time to sit down with me. Here's what we discussed. Here's where you said we were going to go with this. That way, you're covered. You know, next time it happens, you can be like, look, we sat down, man. We talked about it. I even followed up with an email, and these are the things we talked about. And you still, you know, hung me out to dry. So he can't go to his boss and say, well, this guy's just trouble. He's just causing problems. We yeah, need to get rid of this whatever guy. he wants. You know what I mean? Right. So. No, that's a good point. And that's a good idea to write it down first. Cause, um, you got to yeah, collect your I thoughts, man. Probably. You 
you said it's like dealing with difficult people but yeah. I, you know I think that that's a relative thing like dealing with difficult people just means having difficult conversations sometimes somebody is great and you have a regular relationship with them and maybe this time that you're dealing with them is difficult or maybe they're just plain a difficult person all the time well, there's, there's all there's, kinds of people yeah there's lots of difficult conversations that CMs or construction folks have to have on a regular right right well specifically we're talking about clients today okay. um, because you know, it's it's funny, man. We build so currently, you and I are building, you know, substantial, very high end homes. Sure, which is good. Um, and you know, we in my career, so I've built homes, I've done commercial work, and there's two different kinds of clients, right? So when mm-hmm. you're when you're building a house for somebody, that you know, this the cliche, it's the biggest investment anybody's ever going to make. Oh my gosh! And it is. You know, some of these I've houses heard that. are. So many times, even when it's not a difficult conversation, it's something that is brought up because it is. Yeah. You know, it is the most important investment they've ever made most of the time. Right. So that's, it really is. And it can be so um, nerve wracking for a lot of these people Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a thousand and two pieces that go into these houses. right? Right. And if they don't have the experience or if they have just a little bit of experience you know they come in there and you know you've got a construction manager and they're talking a million miles an hour about all these different things and uh it can be very very intimidating to a lot of people and people are gonna people are gonna um react differently right i use the analogy of a used car salesman um because if you want if you've ever gone and bought a used car and you got ripped off Mm -hmm. it could be the same thing maybe you bought your first house and you kind of felt like you got ripped off now you're sitting in front of another home builder and all you can think about is not getting ripped off. Right. And you're going to come out. You're going to be aggressive. You know, and you're, you're going to be super, them. like, protective and defensive, too. Yeah, the whole time. And right. that can be really tough. And a lot of what I see a lot of uh, construction managers do is they'll say, instead of trying to understand where the person is coming from, they just get defensive back. And, you know, it just creates a really uh, animosity between the two of them. It's funny. I made a comment today. I was talking with one of the guys that we work with. And I said, a lot of times these construction managers can be excuse machines. Like, why is this like this? Oh, well, that's because of this and that and because of this and that. And you might not understand how it all works, but excuse, excuse, excuse. Like, they're naturally defensive about what they're doing for a living. I I was like that myself. Like, I felt like I have, I feel like I have, like, a thousand canned answers for certain questions Mm -hmm. and usually it's because you're trying to explain why something is either subpar or not what they expected right yeah do you know what i mean definitely you know it's funny you say canned answers because i know i have a thousand canned answers you know when i was walking houses and that's a scotty t oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) when uh (laughs) but i used to uh i would have like a rehearsed answer for all kinds of things but when you think about it if you've had to answer that question so many times that you mm-hmm. have a canned answer for it, maybe when you're doing the construction the construction <laughs> meeting, address it. Yeah, don't so don't let it be a question. Yeah, don't. Let it be <laughs> That's an amazing concept. Oh you my God. are like some sort of a genius. I should write that down <laughs> because that's God, really. Do you good. know where you could write it down on a great website? Oh, called I, Builder Tactics, oh so that you could review it back later. That's a great idea. Well, actually, here's the thing. So I just threw a blog up there. Did um, you? Yeah. So. I'll add it to the blog. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I should have put dot .com. Right <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so so that's that's home building, right? But then the flip side of that is commercial because what I found when I was doing building apartments and things, I would have guys come in. So the way that, the way it would work 
you know, I build uh, an apartment building, right? And you got and you have the management company come in, and they they're your client. They walk the the apartments or whatever right. to, they do their sign off and all that stuff. And usually it's a maintenance guy. Um, and a lot of times they would come in, and some of them really just knew what they were looking at. Yeah. Some of them not so much. So and some superintendents not so much. So sometimes it becomes a, especially at first when you're getting to know that person, it becomes a uh, who knows more about how this building was built. And it can be super antagonistic. So I started, the first time I, I walked out of uh, an apartment building, the, you know, the guy came in and he started telling me, you know, blah, 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 what, what's up. I got super offended. And I was basically like, you can tell me what's up. I was like 24, 25, stupid. God, I wish I knew 24-year-old <laughs> Damien. So I'm, I'm like, you know. That guy was insufferable. I'll oh tell my you God, that much. He's <laughs> so I'm, uh, you know, so I argued with him a lot. And it's an older guy, and it didn't. It probably took two buildings before I realized you know, this guy's not being a jerk. This guy's protecting, because um, he was right. like the warranty department for that apartment building, because he had to come in and do all the maintenance. So everything that he was concerned about had to do with the maintenance that he was going to have to do later on down That's the interesting. road. Interesting. And I didn't. It never. It didn't dawn on me because I was too busy like, this fighting. Son of a bitch. I know. Like, this son of a bitch. You're not gonna tell He's going to have to up. take care of all this stuff when I'm gone. I don't understand yeah. why he wants it to be right. Just because it calls for four screws, there's only two two in there. Who cares? So it took me. It took me a while. Once I understood where he was coming from, we had a great relationship. He'd come in saying. Because I would anticipate, oh, he's going to say, he wants this, this, and this done. I'm going to do it before he gets here. Right. He'd show up and he'd be like, you nailed it. See ya. Hmm. But Which is kind of the same way you deal with a inspector. It's the same thing you do with a municipality. Exactly. Yeah. But, and that's the thing. So it's the same concept. So if you, you get to know an inspector, you know what they're looking for. They come in. You give it to them. They sign off. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the homeowner. If you take the time to get to know that homeowner, like at your pre-construction True. meeting, and you understand where they're coming from, mm-hmm. um, your relationship with them is going to be that much better. Dude, it, it kills me because I, I talk to guys from time to time and they'll be like, oh, this guy is somewhere super picky. They're super particular about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, did you spend extra time on that? Right. No. No, no. We gave, we gave everybody else. We're fair. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. if you know this is a trigger for them, why wouldn't you spend the extra time to make it not a trigger so that when they come in, they, they're relaxed? Because it's just, once they get triggered by one thing... Everything else is going to be a disaster. It's so true. It's so true, dude. You've seen it a thousand times. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen it a thousand, thousand times. times. We actually just had, we had a, a home that settled here this year, and you know these. I was convinced that these folks were in it to like try and get something <laughs> or something. Uh, I didn't know what the deal was. They were just mad about everything, and then it turned out what they were really concerned about with was. They wanted their, and this might be really shocking, they wanted us to build them a really good home. What? I, I know, I know. It's <laughs> baffling. But no, baffling. literally, like, and, and it turned out good because we did. We doted on them a little bit. We gave them the concerns. We gave. They even said it. They wrote a letter. Was, like, they even gave some pushback about things that weren't something that we were going to do and gave good reasons why we weren't going to do it. And what you're asking for is, is not part of this contract. And so I guess the moral of the story was like, when you're doing a really good job, you still have to kind of feel, I I always say every client, every every person that you deal with in this Mm -hmm. biz is like different and you have to figure out what are their things and try to cater to them. That's part of an experience. I mean, look, almost 2020 you have to figure out what the hot buttons are 
to cater an experience for someone. Experience is all the rage now. It doesn't even matter about the final product as long as you get there in a, in a way that was like a fun ride. Like it's not the amusement park you're going to. It's like how much fun you had on the way there or something. So so get, get back to that, dude. There, there's all kinds of people, right? There's all kinds of, of different people. Um, I, I wrote, you know, there's people that are super entitled. Mm-hmm. There are people that are just plain mean. They're mm-hmm. just jerks. Um, there's people that are confused about different things. Right. Greedy, unreliable, emotional, indecisive. And there's people that are just happy. Those right. are my favorite. Um, yeah, I don't get to talk to them anymore. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, actually, I would say like 99% of, the, of our clients are, are just normal happy people regular regular yeah. folks yeah. that are excited to build a new home you know here's one thing that i find that when i when i take the time usually if i have a difficult client that i'm i'm working with um i find that if i just stop talking and just listen and yeah. just hear everything that they're saying usually i find that they might be upset about some, some something but really there's a root to it and if you just can take care of that smaller thing the bigger item just goes away right. so or i find that they're really pressing for some change or something that we we just can't do um whether because permitting or Mm -hmm. or expense or whatever um maybe there's some smaller items that that they also want can you turn can you turn that up (laughs) (laughs) the stopwatch have you got have you has anybody ever heard anyone call me while we're recording like nobody gives a (laughs) shit about me (laughs) call me my My wife's like, oh, he's not home yet? I didn't notice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just kidding, babe. Yeah, but I I agree with what you were saying, though, because, look, there are lots of different approaches. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I heard someone say that it's tough to set expectations these days, and this is totally Cahill. She's not listening either, so no. What do you mean? What do you mean? Tough to set expectations in the world of Walmart and Amazon. These are companies where you can openly admit that you ordered it wrong. Oh, I gotcha. And they'll just give you your money back without question. And you say, Yep, I ordered it wrong. Pick the wrong one. Sorry that you shipped it to me. Send me my money. And they either say, Sure, send it back, or they say, Just. Just keep it. We'll refund you. And it's like it almost sets a precedent that it's not that we can't as builders like you can't. We're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in residential construction on someone's behalf. They give you a fraction of that as a down payment, and then right. you spend money on their behalf. If they decide that it's not what they want, that's really tough because you're expected to manage costs and timeline and yeah. you know expectations dude, your, your, your settlement dates don't change settlement dates don't change and when you work for a big company it's different too because you know you're you're promising the company what you're committing to yeah. and you're, and when that changes along the way it's hard to explain all the circumstances and sometimes it does those don't matter and you have to sacrifice for it but yeah man well it's, it's, it's that creates some of those you know, those things that you say, frustration and, you know, emotional response. And well, I, I think, I think, I think you have to set that expectation up front because it's not like, it's not like on Amazon where you're like, Hey, I bought this book. I changed my mind. I want money back. Yeah. You know, in, in construction, whether, what, no matter what type it is, once you build something, all of a sudden you're like, no, I changed your mind. Right. Now you're deconstructing and then rebuilding. So it's right. not as easy as just, 
Oh, you don't like, you know, the, you don't like the cabinet? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll rip the countertop off and throw it in the trash. And I'll pull all the right. appliances out and hope I don't damage them. And I'll replace your, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your cabinets. You know, I'll wait six, eight, nine, ten weeks for the new cabinets to come in. I'll throw them in. Then I'll re-template the granite mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'll redo the countertops. Then I'll reorder the appliances because I damaged them because I had them in the garage right. and somebody stole one. You know, it's it's a much, much bigger deal. True. And, you know, you have a couple of opportunities to set those expectations as a CM. Um, you know, I, I always say if you meet them before the pre-construction meeting, that's a good time to say, hey, look, I'm your guy. I've done this for years. Mm-hmm. I've built – you know, tons of homes here. I have lots of happy customers. We've got great satisfaction ratings. I'm going to do what I can for you. I'll tell you like it is if I can't do something or whatever. And you set those expectations and they gain a little bit of confidence in you, man. It goes a long way, man. You know, I, I watched the sales manager and this is why when they told me this, they were like, Hey, stop saying can't. And I was like, stop saying can't. And they're like, no, stop saying can't. You, what you need to say is I will not. And then explain why. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, listen, when you say, now nah, I can't do that. Well, sure you can. Show me the guy that can. Yeah. Right. So he's like, but if you say, I will not, or we will not, here's why. Or we won't be an, able to. With an explanation. Right. He's like, he's like, it's just a, a better way of doing it because then it's not just you personally can't do it. Right. It's the company will not do it. And here's your explanation right. why. And I watched him do it a couple of times and I was like, oh. Yeah, when you say it at first, it sounds a little harsh, but it does sound harsh. I get what you mean, though. I thought the same thing. I was like, I'm not going to say that. It's yeah. It's not like it's not like I'm not going to do it because I don't like you. Yeah, it's because there are a bunch of circumstances that prevent me from. Yeah, they're like we, you know. And I would watch him do it. He would say, "No, we will not do that because A, B, and C." And the people would always go, "Oh, right." And I'm sitting there like, (laughs) "That's it, (laughs) just oh, okay, awesome, great." So (laughs) sweet. And, and the whole time I'm sitting there, like, dying in the corner, like, oh, uh, I'll, I'll do something else. I'll do right. anything. So, you know, but it, it's just it's just in how you do it. And I think setting that expectation up front is uh, super important. And here's the other thing. When there's a problem, so I know a ton of people that will be like, oh, lock the doors. There's a problem in the house. I don't want anybody to find out. And I'm like, no, dude, how about you just take the, call the homeowner or call your client and say, hey, just as FYI, we came up, we found whatever. We fixed it. Just want to let you know because what's worse, you lose credibility Oof, so quickly if, 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 if that client shows up and then starts telling you problems. Right. Ah, you look like you don't know what you're doing. All right. Here's here's a great example of a way that a homeowner loses. I mean, that is a great example of how a homeowner loses faith in yeah. what you're doing. Quick. And then you end up being captain defensive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, man. How many times have you heard? If I hadn't been in that house every day, then none of those things would have gotten done. Mm -hmm. And your CM is going, dude, they're there every day. Mm -hmm. I don't even have a chance to fix stuff before they find it and write a letter. And it's so frustrating. Dude, that's on you. Set the expectation. Yeah, dude. Set the expectation. Look, even when they do, because they will, if you want to be part of that process, I always say it. You're going to see the cake getting baked. You're going to see a few broken eggs along the way. Amen. It is really hard to put a home together by hand without having something go wrong. If you want to be part of it, that's fine. I want you to be part of it. Yeah. But you can't get frustrated with me. And if you do, I'm going to explain why. It, yeah. there are, if there's a broken window, I'm not going to fix it right away. Because if I fix it, they're going to break it immediately the next day. <laughs> it's happened before. Oh and I God. thought, I'm never going to do that again. It's 300 bucks where it should be 150 Yeah. And it's like... You have to set expectations, explain yourself, 
do a good job. Get in there and find those things before them. Mm-hmm. If they write up that they noticed that the cabinet crown in the kitchen is separated at the corner and you whip out your list and it says, fix cabinet crown and corner, th- there goes, oh, he's on it. He's Instead, on it, yeah. everything I found, he'd already found. Now that you have trust and you don't yeah. have to backtrack and try and regain the whole time. Uh, and a lot of times I feel like people are frustrated through the whole building process until the end. And then they see it done and they're like, oh. Oh, hey, it only needs a couple of little touch-ups here. Yeah, This guy got it all done. But you should have seen. You're lucky that I was here every day. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, <laughs> sir, for making your punch list. And it's like, look, that's that's a thing. Don't get me wrong. There's CMs out there that have, you know, I, I'm, you know I, I've had people give me an item, and I say, I, to be honest, I didn't see that yet. I was there yesterday. I'm going in this afternoon. I'm, you know. Yeah. Sorry about that. No problem. Out. I'll get back to you on it. Dude, I always tell like, when I would do pre-construction meetings, I would always ask the homeowners and my clients. I'd say, "Hey, where where do you live?" Oh yeah, and, and dude, they'd tell me. That's and one I'd of say, the key oh, questions. Oh, you're you're close by. Yeah. Listen, you come by here every day. You're gonna drive yourself crazy. Yeah. And I would describe a typical day on mm-hmm. the job site, and uh, and I, I would see on the job site and be like, "What are right. you doing? You love driving yourself crazy. Mm-hmm. What did I tell you was gonna happen? Oh look, here it is. Here's this. Here's that. And they're like, yeah. and slowly they're like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. Another thing that I think it's important that you recognize is that that homeowner is building one house, right? And they have bl- they have their own home blinders on, man. They are only seeing what's happening here, and it's like you might have thirty contractors rolling every morning and yeah, thirty man. more coming in the afternoon, but they're feeling like three are going in their house or one or, or no maybe one. nobody yeah or maybe they show up at four and they're like there wasn't even anything happening today you could have been making progress why is it taking so long <laughs> and you're like dude there was three people here before 10 a.m gone done with their day's work yeah. and it's like you can only schedule so much each day the subcontractors or trade partners you got to make sure that you understand what they're capable of and sometimes that sometimes like there are contractors that you know, have to come out to your job and work on four houses that day. Otherwise, they can't make money. Right. You yep. know, because they're coming from a long way away or they have a small amount of work with a small amount of profit. And it's like, nobody's going to understand that but you. And if you stay out ahead of it and you explain yourself and you set the stage when you do that pre con I feel like the pre-construction meeting is really the best place. Dude, it's so important. It's so important. Right? Yeah, because that's when you that's when you set expectations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, I, and not only that, dude, you got to reinforce it through the entire build. Right. You know, and that's one thing. I, like, if I... Yeah, I would come up with like a theme for these homeowners. I'd say, here's here it is at the pre-construction meeting. Here it is at the pre-drywall meeting. Right. Here it is at the PSO. Here it is you know at settlement. Just because you have to constantly reinforce because you know that's that could be a depending on what kind of house you're building. It could be anywhere from three months to a year or longer to build that project, whatever right. it is. And uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of time to spend with somebody. Sure. So especially if they're coming out every day. And you know the truth is like we say like oh. This is tough. These buyers are really tough. No, they just are going to live there. You know what's one of the lines I always say when I was doing pre-construction meetings as a CM? I'd say, look, this isn't a pair of shoes. This isn't a car that you're buying that you're going to drive for 100,000 miles and trade it in. This is a home you're going to bring your family to and you're going to take pride in. You're going to move. You're going to raise your kids here. And we recognize that. And it's not always going to seem like that because we're building a whole bunch at the same time. But... We recognize that it's important, and I want you to know that. And dude, that takes the that takes the gloves down, man. Good, it's like, that's awesome. That's just one of the things I've said. It, you know, because I'm going to do the same job 
I'm going to build right. houses the same way. <laughs> right. You know, I might key in on your couple of key things that you want. You know, you, if you're the guy who's like, it's so dusty in here, I'll probably sweep it a couple extra times. You know, if you're like, you know, the guy who's used to do roofing, I'm probably going to give that a little bit of scrutiny. Yeah. Anyway, moral of the story is, you, you, you know, there are difficult people out there. We're all we're going to run into difficult people no matter what we're doing, sure. where we are. But honestly, if we if we seek to understand kind of where they're coming from, true. Um, I think I think we'll find that we can turn those those difficult homeowners into positive experiences for them for us because the bottom line is people are not bad people you know people behave differently in different situations and buying a home or working um, in construction as a builder's rep or something along those mm-hmm. lines it can be very stressful sure so if we set good clear expectations and we listen to our clients I think. Uh, I think we'll uh, we definitely turn a negative situation into a positive, sure. or just keep it positive from the get go and not have to. Uh, right, but it's when we stop listening and get super defensive that when that's when things usually go sideways for us. You can't do that. You gotta gotta have an open mind. Yeah. All right. So let's wrap it up. So uh, jump on buildertactics.com, Download the manual. Um, I've actually done two mock interviews now with people that have turned in their resumes, um, and you know they said they got a lot out of it. So cool. That's cool. Um, Very good. Anyway, keep keep supporting us, keep listening to us, keep watching us on YouTube, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks.